Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, February 21, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the first thing we're going to take a look at is do we have a change in character of Mrs. Market? And the answer is, on first appearance, it looks like we do. We're going to go through all the different things. We're going to look at the daily chart. We're going to look at the weekly chart. We're going to look around the horn. We're going to talk about important numbers. Let's take it one step at a time. Last week on Friday, she closed below the 20 period moving average. That is what we say signal number one. It's not a signal of a turn. It's a signal that something just changed. She's been above that moving average since the sixth day of January and only kinda ran a test, never even touched it until she gapped below it and closed below it on Friday. That's a change in Mrs. Market. The trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. Let's look at some more important stuff. For now, we go to the weekly chart. And the fact that they closed below the weekly 50 period moving average on Tuesday doesn't mean anything. We've got a shortened week, but still it only matters by Friday. What else matters? Well, they were eating time off the clock inside the last breakup candle in the sequence, the last low, of that breakup candle, 400.28. Closed below it today. Doesn't mean they'll close below it on Friday or by Friday. It's just that they're below it right now. So what does that do? And we talked about it last week. It opens the door for the downsloping trend line. This trend line exists connecting the high and the next pivot point And you can see they missed it right here. We talked about it at the time, trying to get short here. We missed that short, unfortunately. And then they ran a test of it again, spiked it a little bit. Then once they got over it, we said, that's where the market turns from a bounce and a downtrend, bearish behavior, into more of a bullish scenario until or unless they get back below. They may get back below in short order. All we're doing is reading the tea leaves. Just so happens on the weekly chart, the downsloping trend line happens to coincide with what? The 20 period moving average. So it'll be interesting to see if they run a test of that this week while the 20 period moving average is right there. Back to the daily chart, you'll also notice that the trend line happens to be sandwiched in between some moving averages. You have a 50, a 200 and a 100 that comes down below that particular trend line. We could also make a case that this area also represents a former breakout area. Why is that? Well, let me explain how I'm looking at it. Look at these pivots over here, this one and this one, and you can see where the market runs up to this place and it couldn't get right through, rejected, runs up, tried to bust through, and then failed, tried to bust through, and failed. Now it comes back, and it comes right back to that same spot and fails. Therefore, it got back to that spot. It did break out, 
and now we're back to that spot. Again, it's a give or take. It's not an exact science. Where's the breakout area to the penny? And if they go below, it's not working. It doesn't work like that. What it does work like is if they're down below for too long, it opens the door for lower stuff, a la the downsloping trend line. However, they're right around, give or take pennies on either side, they're right around an important place. The high over here is specifically 402.31. The high here we looked at is 423, coinciding with that weekly chart breakup candle low. So you see there's a lot of stuff going on. It's not necessarily to the penny. It's where did they break out from from a conceptual standpoint? It was around this area. Whether or not it was 400.28 or 401.98 or 402.12 doesn't really matter in the big picture. The big picture is if they're going to break down, the first place of interest is going to be that downsloping trend line. We would expect under normal garden variety conditions to get some kind of a bounce slash bull bear battle around that trend line, whether it be from an intraday perspective or over the course of a couple of days, they spike below it, they fire back above it. All that stuff is possible once and if they reach that downsloping trend line. I would put that stuff on a sticky note. Now, I don't want to gloss over all the reasons why the market may be falling. I know a lot of us like to focus on the news cycle. What's in the news cycle? Is it the scare of an expansion of the war in Ukraine? Is it retail sales? Is it interest rates? It's the wall of worry. The market climbs the wall of worry and it picks an item and goes down on that item if it's in the news cycle. Therefore, it becomes the reason after the fact. Everybody hops on. The media talking heads have to have a reason why the market's going down. Otherwise, if you tuned in the TV and they had no idea what the reason is, you would tune out the TV or off the TV because what good is it listening to them if they can't give you the reason the market's down? You don't even need to know the reason. You need to know what's happening with the market. You need to know where the support areas are, where the resistance areas are, where the important numbers are, what's the market actually doing. Remember this one. We talked about this monthly chart a number of times. On one hand, we talked about the 20-period moving average. Originally, while they were rising, I thought they might have a chance to get up above 420. They didn't do that, but look where that 20-period moving average is. And remember, we did this about half a dozen times. We said, this is a range. It's a monthly chart, but it's still a range. Are they just going back up to test the top end of the range, or is it something else? We don't know until we know. This is almost verbatim. You could go back to the videotape, and I'm sure that at least half a dozen times we had the same exact conversation almost to the quote. As it stands right now, so far, they went to run a test of the underside in the vicinity of that 20-period moving average, also the top end of that range. It's also somewhat subjective. Where is the exact top end of the range? Isn't it all the way up here at this pivot? Isn't it down here? We don't know exactly where it is. Again, it's a conceptual thing. 
there's a range within the range. They went to test the vicinity of the high end or the higher end of the range. By the way, all the way down to a five-minute chart, I just want to point something out, and then we'll go to inside the numbers and take a look at where we were, what the numbers were, and all that stuff. But here's the thing. When you look at this, you can see it was basically a trend day down all the way. That's not the normal thing. The normal thing is the market gets bounces along the way. Even if it's going to go lower, it kind of has a rip-your-face-off rally in between. That didn't happen today. It was just a perpetual down day, candle after candle, very small bounces along the way. You had one bounce in the late morning session and then one bounce in the afternoon, and that was it. It was basically a drip lower, creeping type of situation all day long. What about inside the numbers? First, let me just urge you while we scroll up to pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the chart to double check the work. This is what's presented to inside the number members each and every day, and then in live formation, in the live room, inside the numbers live, we take the trades together, we talk through everything, it's a teaching mechanism, and it's also a find stuff and manage trades in real time type of situation. So it's turnaround Tuesday, we wake up to another red type of situation where Mrs. Market is getting hit again. For starters, they're hanging around Friday's lows. It's garden variety test. We don't know anything more or less at the time. This is just the first blush at zero dark 30. Or is it a destination elsewhere in the spirit of another leg lower? If she starts to break below SPY 404, the door will begin to open for the next drop. Remember, right of the vertical is today's activity. You can see 404 was what I like to call uber important. That was posted at zero dark 30. Long before the opening bell and while the market was trading somewhere up in this neighborhood. Here's the pre-market stuff. So you can see here, zero dark 30, they're all the way up at 405. Then they started to leak lower as the morning drew on. So if they're below 404, it brings price to an important and magnetic number. That would be on the next drop, like 402.80. There's your 402.80. Gave you a bit of a scalp. The high here is 403.42. They gave about six points. We did that live in the room. It was also posted inside the numbers. You'll see that when we scroll up. Was looking for more, but they are scalps with potential. This one didn't have the potential, but it was a base hit nonetheless. Below, handled in real time, keep in mind, they'll be getting close to the big fat round number of 400, give or take. Close to it. Close to it. They bounced around 435, give or take. You'll see that number later as well. We had the flip side in case we needed it. We didn't need it, but it's there on the board anyway. Around 9 o'clock, we're kind of putting the first blush at a trade on the board. What we're saying is our bull pivot is up at 404.70. That means if they were to recapture that area, that would promote another leg higher. But it's also overhead resistance, also magnetic. First spot of interest, we talked about it before, 402.80, give or take, should be a bull bear battle down there. There was for a short period of time. They can spike it, but staying below on candle closes, meaning more than a few minutes, begins to open the door for the next leg lower. Now we have a spot 400.70, give or take. And you can see that develops into a zone. 470 down to 35, it's a three-point zone. 
35 cent zone. And that was basically the early layout a half an hour before the opening bell. A little more commentary, this was less of a morning pivot trade situation, more of a trending type situation. And here at 9.07, you would think that it would be hard to tell exactly what it is before the opening bell, but think about what was written at 9.07, more of a morning trend situation, and then think about what actually happened after the opening bell. Once the bell opened, if they were going to get up to 4.047, they would have been a short opportunity. They didn't get there. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. We'll circle back to stocks on the move in a moment. Here they're coming down, 402.80, give or take, is still important. Should bounce back from a round or a spike of that place. That did happen, but it was only for the scalp. And here it is, showtime for the Bulls to play defense. They start as a scalp with potential. And then here's your next spot down, just in case. You always need to know all your numbers. And you can see 9.53, the scalp portion of the scalp with potential is now in the books. Nice trade for those that participated. Make sure you protect the rest after booking profits. Can always buy lower if they do that. That's what we were talking about of if to scalp with potential, but when they give you that scalp portion and they come back down, you have to protect the rest. You're happy with a base hit, and maybe you get two or three base hits in a shorter period of time. That's fine, but you're not going to let the trade go bad. That's the concept. We talk about it in the room. We put it on the board here. Below 402.80, and the door begins to open for 470. And you can see, once they got below, they could not recapture it. We're looking up here at 10.05, 10.10 candle. They tried to recapture it. We were going over it together in the room. Once they couldn't, and they started dripping lower, the writing was on the wall. The door is open for the next number. We don't know that they're going to get there, but what we do know is the door is open to get to the next number. We're moving along. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. As you can see, the next zone, 470 to 400, give or take, is the zone for a bounce back in the other direction. They gave you a bounce back a couple of times, but that was it. It was just a small bounce. It was that kind of day. This is the day that Mrs. Market provided. She didn't provide the big bounce. Then you also have to know your numbers. 398.75 would be the next number they would run a test of on a flush below 400. What was low of day? 399.09. Low here, 398.82 against 398.75. Nice bounce off that area. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. And by the way, we were in a trade together from that zone, not the first trade, but the second trade down between 470 and 400, and we were in the trade in the live room together and actually stuck around till about 115 or 120 just because we were in the trade together. It's going to be an as-needed basis. Some days, the morning is over in an hour, 90 minutes, and that's it. You take your money, you go about your business. Some days are harder than others. Some days are easier than others. You never know what you're going to get. So today, we hung around till about 120 or so in the live room. Talked about other stuff as well. We talk about a lot of psychology stuff as well. What's going on with stocks on the move? HD, Home Depot, HUN, Huntsman, DocuSign, and Net all hit their respective entry targets. 
Walmart did not. It took off out of the gate. It's off the board. It's what we call a no trade. Let's take a look at the other charts. How about Home Depot? Didn't do it till the end of the day, the very end of the day. So nobody's taking that trade. They hovered, 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 and then right into the closing bell, they got into and below the number. It was a no trade anyway. How about Huntsman, H-U-N? So after getting a haircut at the open, this is the way this one looks. Comes close to the first number, does the deal without hitting the number. So this is off the board. They actually did it twice. It's off the board. So the second number is technically on the board. How many traders are taking it in the afternoon is up to them. However, we're specifically going over it. Why? Because the numbers work. Maybe they didn't do this one in the manner in which, but this one at 2830, look what happened. They went right back to the original number. About Docu, DocuSign. First number, they come into it, they spike through it, they rip it back in the other direction, they do the deal. The high here was 60 bucks and change. That's more than the minimum required base hit. They gave you a buck on a $59 stock. That certainly qualifies for the scalp with potential. It's a nice little trade early in the morning. Then what they do? How about the second number? 5806 was the low. 5806 was the number. They hit it on the button, bounced back to the first number. Repeat after me. The numbers work. How about net? You can make an argument that came close and bounced away, but look at this. Just for illustration purposes, if nothing else, 61.30 was the number. 61.30 was the low. They bounce back. The high here is 62.68, so they give you a buck 38. How you doing? Just saying. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Same breakdown as the S&P 500. It's all the same market, not necessarily to the same magnitude each and every day, but Let's look at this. Relative weakness. IWM down almost 3%. SPY down almost 2%. So down a third more than the S&P 500. Look at this, which is also interesting. Breakup candle low, 187.38. Closing print today, 187.43. The low was lower. It was 187.24. What did they do? They ran a test of the daily chart, breakup candle low which also on this weekly chart happens to coincide with 186.83, which is slightly below current price. So there's two interesting prices, important prices, right next to each other, one below the other. Below that, and they come right into the convergence of moving averages on the weekly chart, and the entire market begins to change, but it doesn't change. Why is that? Well, let me point something out, because we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. You would say getting below the convergence of those moving averages is a very, very negative signal for the market, and it is. However, if the market, depending on when and if she hits this trend line, if she hits the trend line and bounces off of it, it can, doesn't have to coincide with the same trend line off the weekly chart that we discussed, the downsloping trend line that we discussed in the S&P, the SPY, Let's say they hit them around the same point in time. Are we likely to get a bounce off these places? And this also would maintain the current uptrend if she made another higher low. You have a low, you have a higher low, you could have another higher low. Why not? Looking at the monthly chart, just to look at it, you see here the 20 period moving average same routine. The SPY came up just short of it. 
the IWM spiked it, but all in all, that was, and still is, until proven otherwise, repeat after me, overhead resistance. What about the Q people? Chart looks the same to similar as all the rest. Just want to show you something interesting, how we talk about all the markets kind of trade together, but not to the same magnitude. They're in different positions at different times. Let's go over something. What's the significance of 294.40? Could it be 294? Could it be 294.50? I have to pick an arbitrary number in here, and I'm going to explain why. Remember a few weeks ago, and we played it after the fact from a trading perspective, remember Jerry's breakout. I made a big deal twice on two separate areas. Jerry's breakout. Well, this one happens to coincide with Jerry's breakout from the FOMC meeting a couple, three weeks ago. If you remember what the SPY looked like at the time, it looked very similar to this area here. It's Jerry's breakout. So now they finally come back to test Jerry's breakout. So are they below it? Are they above it? Again, you could say, I could put it in and say it's 294, even that's 394, and there's your 294, and we could say, look, they closed right on Jerry's breakout, and that's why I put it a little bit higher first, could have been lower. The point is, it's the area. They've now come back to retest Jerry's breakout. Is that all that's going on? Is that what's going to cause the Q people to turn around and go back in the other direction? I'm not saying it is or it isn't. It's just very interesting that it took them a lot longer than the S&P relative strength at the time, but now all of a sudden, the Q people are starting to catch up. You can call it Jerry's breakout, or we can call this area another breakout area. Maybe they spiked it here, but isn't this pivot high and this pivot high, and if you split the difference, you're kind of at this spot anyway. Isn't that a breakout area? If I just did this and say, look, the market went up, ran a test, was rejected. Went up again, ran a test, rejected. Went up again, ran a test, was rejected. Went up again, broke out, has come back to retest this same area. What's the area? It's the whole thing in here. You don't know exactly where to the penny. It's a concept that is the part art form along with the part science. We talk a lot about the financials and we say, well, if the financials aren't breaking down, the rest of the market isn't going to break down. But all of a sudden, the complexion of the market has changed. Now we can call it pimple face. Again, just as a guideline, we use the 20 period moving average. The market tests it and it rides it and it rides it and it rides it. All of a sudden below it, something has changed. 35, give or take, is going to be another line in the sand. 34.85, give or take. Remember the weekly chart? We talked about this for three weeks, even four weeks in a row. They got up above the 100 period moving average, stayed above it, stayed above it, stayed above it, eating time off the clock. All of a sudden, here they are comfortably below. It's not the end of the week, but this is where they are. Is that a change in Mrs. Market? Instead of consolidating to break out like this, are they rolling over in one of these situations where it's a rollover situation? Did they just go up to run a test of the higher end of the range like all the other charts, 20 period moving average? This chart looks different, looked like the financials were stronger. However, that is essentially what happened.
Smash Mouth, relative weakness, a good proxy for the tech space, and it was down slightly more than the tech space, like the Qs, and it was also down more than the S&P, the broader market. Here's what we've got. Weekly chart, riding the 100-week moving average. Now, all of a sudden, they're starting to run a test of the last breakup candle low in the sequence, which happens to be not that far away from your convergence and what will be a convergence of moving averages if you're out to here. So there's a bit of a safety net from a pullback situation. Not to say we can't have one of these going on. This is a bona fide trend line until it's not. So if the market comes down to test this 50-period moving average on a weekly chart and this trend line, you would expect under normal garden variety conditions a bull bear battle around that upsloping trend line. And that, my friends, is about all we have for today. This is where we're going to pull the ripcord. I'm David Frost. I almost forgot to mention how much I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos would not be possible. I want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.